Welcome to the Locked On Islanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. everybody. Welcome to the Monday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Hope everybody had a good weekend and want to wish everyone celebrating a very happy Hanukkah. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. We have got a lot to discuss on today's show. The Islanders actually making a trade and we will break down the latest, and it's Dimitro Timoshov coming over from the Detroit Red Wings. We will break down the trade and not just discuss the talents of Dimitro Timoshov and what he brings to the lineup, but who this may be bad news for when it comes to a roster spot. So we'll break that down for you as well. We've got our Islanders' birthday of the day, plus we will discuss the two Islanders' prospects who are going to be participating in the World Juniors, and the World Juniors are about a week and a half away, so that is coming up pretty quickly. Now, if there's something Islanders-related that's on your mind, a question, a comment, a topic you'd like us to discuss, feel free to send an email to us, the email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com, and if you leave your name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the air when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also contact the show on Twitter and follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles. And you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. And we'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings uh, like we did with this trade involving Dimitro Timoshov. So, Let's start out with the Timoshov deal. The Islanders get the 24-year-old native of the Ukraine from the Detroit Red Wings in exchange for the oh-so-well-known future considerations. That considerations guy is involved in so many trades. Anyway, uh, probably going to be a low pick, maybe a, a fifth, sixth, or seventh round pick in exchange for Timoshov, but we'll keep you up to date as soon as that announcement is made. And look, Timoshov has played in uh, 44 games in his NHL career. Last year, split time between the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Detroit Red Wings. Played in 39 games for Toronto. Four goals, nine points, and a plus one, plus minus. Five games for Detroit late in the season. No points even on the plus-minus. Originally, 
Timashov drafted in the fifth round by the Maple Leafs back in 2015, has played in Sweden before heading over to the Quebec League, had a great year with the Quebec Remparts uh, of the QMJHL, 90 points in 66 games with 71 assists that season. That was by far his most productive year in juniors. And here's the thing, uh, Timoshov, 5'10", 192, so he's got, you know, average size. And basically, the big concern, he's got good skill, Good hockey sense, not the biggest guy. The issue for Timoshov that has sort of held him back from taking that next step in his NHL career is his skating. And, you know, he's an average skater at best. If he had a little more speed and was a little stronger on his skates, he probably would have a better chance of sticking in the NHL. He's got good vision. He's a good passer as those 71 assists in 66 games in juniors, uh, you know, speaks to. And right now he seems to be one of those guys who is at a crossroads. Uh, he is pretty much a little better than a point every other game player in the AHL. Three seasons with the Toronto Marlies, and his best year was 2018-2019, 14 goals, 49 points in 72 games. That's in the AHL. In the NHL, again, we see doesn't quite have those kind of numbers. Now, obviously, there is a connection here because Timoshov, while he wasn't drafted by Lou Lamorello, uh, he was drafted a few weeks before Lamarillo became the GM in Toronto, but Lamarillo certainly scouted him, kept an eye on him. He was part of the organization when Lou was in Toronto, and Lamarillo obviously sees something he likes in Dimitro Timoshov enough to bring him over and have him join the Islanders organization. Now, one thing you need to know also about Dmitro Timoshov right now, he is uh, a restricted free agent. So the Islanders have his rights. They will need to sign him to a new contract, although, again, an offer sheet would be the only way they would lose his rights. And it more or less is a formality that they will eventually sign him if he's going to play anywhere in the NHL this year. Uh, unless the Islanders choose to trade him. Uh, right now, Timoshov is looking like a bottom six forward. That is his uh, probable position with the New York Islanders. He's a left-handed shot, plays predominantly on the left wing, and at 24 years old, you know, it's time for him to establish himself as an NHL player or... Uh, he's going to get that label that is so frustrating for a lot of players. A quadruple A player is what I call them. And that's kind of a baseball term for a guy who's a little too good for AAA, but not quite good enough to be consistently in the majors. To me, the guy who fit that bill recently in Islanders history, and I'm going back, you know, maybe seven to 10 years, would be Jeff Tambellini, who was an AHL all-star, but 
a third or fourth line NHLer who was often a healthy scratch. So let's see what Timoshov can do. And a little bit later on in the show, we'll discuss which Islanders veteran I think that the acquisition of Timoshov doesn't bode well for. So we'll try to explain where he fits in and who it'll affect a little bit later on in the show. We've got that plus our Islanders birthday of the day and a look at the two Islanders players in the World Junior Championship. So lots more to get to on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Islander fans, if you're like me, you want to have a protein bar to help power your workout, but you don't like the taste, you don't like the consistency, well, that is never a problem with Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It comes in 18 amazing flavors, all of them covered in 100% chocolate, and they're soft and easy to chew. Six new flavors right now for Built Bar, including lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, cherry barcia, caramel brownie, apple almond crisp, and cookies and cream. You Know that these bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber, and they're great for the keto diet. I'm going to talk about my favorite flavor, cookies and cream. Each bar has 17 grams of protein, just 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. Right now, go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, welcome back to the Locked On Islanders podcast. By the way, if you're looking for a league-wide perspective on the National Hockey League, check out Locked On NHL. They have the biggest and best stories from around the league, and they'll keep you up to date on everything you need to know to follow the National Hockey League. All right, right now it's time for our Islanders birthday of the day. And uh, yeah, this is a couple of days late, but... Happy 35th birthday to Islanders left winger Andrew Ladd. I know he's not the most popular guy on the team right now. Ladd, uh, originally drafted back in 2004 by the Carolina Hurricanes, he was the fourth overall pick, uh, has played for the Hurricanes, the Blackhawks, the Atlanta Thrashers, the Winnipeg Jets, and the Islanders in the NHL, but for the last two seasons, Andrew Ladd has very much been a cap casualty, a guy with a high cap number whose production doesn't match his uh, salary, and when the Islanders are in a cap squeeze, they either have put Ladd on the long-term injured list or sent him down to Bridgeport. Last year, with Bridgeport, 11 goals, 14 points in 34 games, had four games with the Islanders, Scored one goal, also appeared in one playoff game for the Isles. And, you know, with the Islanders organization, uh, his best season was his first on the island. And that was back in 2016, 2017. He had one of the great Cy Young Award seasons uh, in recent memory. 23 goals and 8 assists for 31 points in 78 games that year for Andrew Ladd, and, you know, at this point, the Islanders would still love to be able to trade Ladd if they could, but trying to find a taker for a 35-year-old winger 
with a high salary and mediocre production with the league-wide cap crunch that is extremely unlikely at the present time. So the Islanders, again, you know, Ladd is a guy who could come up at any time and give the Islanders a few games if necessary, but that cap hit really prevents the Islanders from keeping him on the NHL roster and active for any lengthy period of time. It's just difficult when the production doesn't match the salary. And, you know, the thing about Ladd, it's been diminishing returns since he signed with the Islanders. He had the 23-goal season back in 2016-2017. The following year, 12 goals, 29 points. Then 26 games, 3 goals, 11 points. Last year, the 4 games and the 1 goal. So, at this point, I would expect Ladd to probably spend most of the season, if he's healthy enough to play, down in Bridgeport, seasoning some of the Islanders' prospects and younger players. We're going to look at one of Andrew Ladd's better games as an Islander, January 26, 2017, at the Barclays Center. The Montreal Canadiens came to town. Carey Price, the netminder for Montreal. Tomas Grice is the goalie for the Islanders. And... In this one, it was the Islanders getting on the board first. Andrew Ladd, his ninth assist to Calvin DeHaan and Nick Letty at 13.07 of the first period. That was all she wrote in period one, and the Islanders had a one to nothing lead. In the second period, it was the Canadiens getting back into the game and evening things up. Dennis Seidenberg was off for hooking at 13.53. And 16 seconds later, Shea Weber scored a power play goal, his 12th from Andrew Shaw and Nick uh, Boilio, and it's a 1-1 to -one hockey game after 40 minutes. But in the third, Andrew Ladd strikes again, his second of the game, 10th of the season. John Tavares and Nick Letty with the assist at 7:20. That made it a 2-1 to -one hockey game for the Islanders. Then. Also in the third period, Andrew Shaw off for interference. Islanders to the power play, and Josh Bailey cashes in his eighth of the year. Anders Lee and John Tavares with the helpers at 15-13. So just four seconds uh, into the power play. Final score in this one, the New York Islanders three and the Montreal Canadiens won. Andrew Ladd, two goals on three shots on goal in this game, including the game-winning goal to lead the Islanders' attack. Nick Letty and John Tavares, each with two assists in this game. Ladd, by the way, led the Islanders with a plus two in this one, and as far as shots on goal, Anders Lee and Josh Bailey had six each with Johnny Boychuk, and John Tavares close behind at five. But the real story of this game uh, was, well, Tomas Grice, first of all, 21 saves uh, in 22 shots. But the Islanders dominated this game, and Carey Price basically kept the Canadiens in it. Islanders firing 42 shots on goal compared to just 22 for Montreal. 
but Price made 39 saves to keep the game close, but the Islanders come away with a big two points and improve their record at that point to 21-17-9, and and I am happy to say that we are less than one month away from the projected January 13th starting date of the upcoming NHL season. We've got a lot more to discuss on today's episode of Locked On Islanders. We'll talk about the two Islanders prospects heading to the World Junior Championships. Plus, we'll discuss what the upcoming arrival right now of Dmitry uh, Timoshov is going to mean for the Islanders. Where does he fit in and who might be in danger of losing a job because of the acquisition of Timoshov? All right, so uh, two Islanders right now are heading to the World Junior Championships, and that is always good because you know that you want these uh, players to basically, you know, get that experience of playing on the world stage and of being, you know, in a tournament with a lot of scouts with a lot of pressure, and playing against the best players in their age group. So, 2019 first-round pick Simon Holmstrom headed to Team Sweden. He will be playing there, and meanwhile, the other player making it is this year's sixth-round pick, Matthias uh, Rajaniemi. He is going to represent Finland. So, you know, I, I think we will have even more uh even more attention right now on the this tournament mostly because of the fact that there is no NHL or minor league hockey going on throughout most of the nation AHL hasn't started NHL hasn't started and you know that means that you know, you want to watch some hockey this coming uh, week, and the series, the tournament will get underway a week from this, or, or this coming Sunday, December 20th. Uh, check out NHL Network. They are broadcasting the games in the United States. It's TSN up in Canada, and uh, you can keep your eyes on these two Islanders prospects. Team Finland's first game, December 20th at 930 in the evening, that's a pre-tournament game against the Czech Republic. Meanwhile, Team Sweden will go on December 21st. That's a week from today uh, at 6 o'clock p.m. against Team Canada in a pre-tournament game. And the tournament, your regular part of the tournament will run through December 31st. And then you'll have the uh, finals, you know, the semifinals and the finals after New Year's, and, and that's roughly when the Islanders are expected to open up camp around January 2nd or January 3rd. So Rajaniemi, uh, the big six foot four, 200 pound uh, defenseman, uh, really has a, a lot of size, and we'll see how that pans out in this tournament. While Holmstrom going to add more offense to Team Sweden. So, should be a good one. Uh, good to keep an eye on some of those Islanders prospects, and that is always important when it comes to this time of year. And now, because there is no NHL, you can focus more on that, uh, on the World Juniors, and enjoy this tournament because it'll whet your appetite 
for the NHL, which thankfully, thankfully, is just around the corner. So, again, getting back to Dmitro Timoshov and his acquisition, you know, the Islanders' fourth line of, of Clutterbuck, Martin, and Sezikis, that line, the chemistry is so good. Again, right now, Matt Martin hasn't re-signed with the Islanders, but there is supposedly an agreement in place to bring him back. But at the end of the day, that line is almost certainly, if they're all healthy, going to remain intact. So where would Timoshov fit in? And to me, the answer is the third line. And whether it's going to, you know, he's not going to necessarily replace a guy like Ross Johnston, but he could replace the following two players, Michael Dalcol and Leo Komarov. And I think the one who's in biggest danger as a result of this trade and the acquisition of Timoshov is Uncle Leo, Leo Komarov, because Komarov, you could send him down to the AHL or put him on the long-term injury list, but if, if he's hurt, but you send him down to the AHL, Timoshov, even if he, you know, is going to sign another deal, he is going to cost a lot less money than Kamarov would and probably would play a similar role of a guy who's going to hit, a guy who is not the greatest skater in the world, but, you know, can kill penalties, uh, can play a good checking role. He would work well with either a Michael Dalcole or, you know, if one of the prospects... Uh, a Bellows or a Wallstrom come up and join Jean-Gabriel uh, Jean Pajot. You could do Pajot, Timoshov, and Dalcol, or Pajot, Timoshov, and either Wallstrom or Bellows. Or you could put, you know, bring back Ross Johnston into that role on the line as well. And, you know, that would give you a certain amount of balance. So to me, the acquisition of Timoshov, he is a younger, cheaper version, not as polished, not as established at the NHL level, but, you know, Timoshov can replace Uncle Leo in the lineup, and by doing that, you can save money, and it, it wouldn't shock me also to see Timoshov start the season in the AHL or as a spare forward. And then if he's playing well in the AHL or there's an injury, you bring him up. You could send Uncle Leo down, save yourself some cap space. And look, we've talked before on this show how the Islanders overpay their bottom six forwards. And yes, they have a line nicknamed the best fourth line in hockey. But compared to other fourth lines in hockey, they overpay them significantly. Now, not that they don't deserve the money. But, you know, there has to be uh, a certain amount of money dedicated to your bottom six forwards so you have enough money to bring in top quality top six forwards. And the Islanders could reduce the cost of their third line if they substitute Timoshov for Kamarov. And I think that is, whether it's short term or long term, part of the plan when uh, the Islanders went out and acquired Dimitro Timoshov. We'll keep an eye on it. We'll see what Lou Lamorello has in mind and how 
uh, he fits into the Barry Trotz system. But to me, if I'm Uncle Leo, I'm looking over my shoulder right now after the acquisition of Timashov. That's going to do it for today's show. Don't forget, we'll be back Wednesday with a closer look at how the Islanders can best increase their goal scoring and uh, a possible trade that was rumored in the past that may yet happen. And I'll fill you in on that. We've got that, our Islanders birthday of the day, and a whole lot more. So join us Wednesday for that show. Stay safe, everybody. Again, happy Hanukkah to everyone celebrating. And of course, let's go Islanders.